Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney Chandler Monet. And today we have another installment with Save a Girl, Save a World. As you all know, Save a Girl, Save a World is a 501c3 that dedicates its time to uplifting and empowering young Black women and HBCUs by introducing them to mentoring, how to start their businesses, entrepreneurship, mental health and wellness, financial literacy, and all good things like that. You guys already know. I love <laughs> work with this organization. And I have my two faves with me today. We are bringing back Latasia Lasus and for the very first time, Lydia Macondo. Hey, y'all. Hey, how are y'all doing? Hey. So I'm so excited. Me and Latasia were just talking. This is Latasia's fourth time being on my show. Yes. She's so versatile, y'all. She's so versatile. Yes, I absolutely love being on this show. It just feels like a conversation every time. We just go with the flow, but we always get to the point. So I look here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So I'm going to read off her bio again, just because you guys already know how amazing Latasia is, but just in case you forgot, let's go, let's revert. So Latasia Lasus has a bachelor's degree in psychology from Clark Atlanta University. Uh, with intention, she uses creativity like poetry, dance, and music to try and help herself and others mentally. She's now pursuing uh, her graduate degree, also at Clark Atlanta University, in social work to help young children who have experienced trauma to learn how to control and cope with their emotions. So welcome back, Latasia. <laughs> I absolutely enjoy being here. Thank you. Of course. So we have Lydia. Uh, she, she also has a bachelor's degree, but in strategic communications from Hampton University. As a current grad student at George Washington University, she enjoys storytelling and plans to follow a path into international education and communications on her journey to, into getting a PhD. You guys haven't really like understood already. I have two very brilliant Black women in front of me. So um, I'm so excited <laughs> to learn about you guys and, you know, discuss uh the meaning of today's podcast, which is about Mental Health Awareness Month. As yes. you guys know, <laughs> I am a huge, huge, huge advocate for mental health awareness, but I want to take a moment because it's been a while since I've been able to interview uh, all of you guys, but I want to make it known to everyone that I am now going to Howard University. Yay! <laughs> Yay! You guys already know, like, it's been a very long ride and I can't wait to talk about it more like on another time. Of course, I'd like my listeners and you guys just to get more help. And of course, um, with Lydia, I feel very connected with Lydia now because I'm also majoring in st strategic communication. So she can help me out with yes. that. I'm excited. All right. So let's get straight on into it. Um, how did you guys get involved with Save a Girl, Save a World? Uh, so Latasia, I'm just going to start with you because you've been here before and even though some people may have remembered let's just get an, another refresher on how you got associated with Save a Girl. Fresh uh, their memory shout out to Sydney's listeners perfect timing podcast so how I got started with Save a Girl Save a World is I took a social justice class at Clark Atlanta and I was able to get an internship with Community Campus Partnerships for Health um, and I was just doing some social media campaigns with them and then I ended up getting emailed the opportunity to apply for an internship with Seven Girls Seven World. And this was my senior year around like December. And so around like February, um, I got a call back and they interviewed me and I started interning with them to become the health education intern. And so it's been a year now and I really do enjoy my time with Seven Girls Seven World. Um, 
and I currently intern on their Speak Up project, which is for HBCU women. Um, we have two different HBCUs on campus, um, and we, you know, mentor them. We make sure that they have the resources they need to do events on campus and different things like that, of course, within our four pillars. So, yes. Yes. Okay, so Lydia, I met you um, about like two months ago um, when we were at the, um, oh my gosh. The Black the, Women's Roundtable. Yeah, we were at the Black Women's Roundtable, but before that, we also met at the um, Black Girls Rock. Yeah, yeah, the Girls, yeah. Girls Association with uh, Black Girls Rock um, with the movie premiere with Miss Nicola Mitchell. Um, so I want to know, how did you get involved with Save a Girl, Save a World? Because I remember we had like a conversation about it, but I'm going to let you take it away. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited to be here because I just love everything that you're about, Sydney. Um, and I'm so glad that you're going to be here in D.C. with me because you're already close, but I need you closer. Because uh, I just, I want to have like more experiences with you. So I'm excited for that. Um, and thank you for having me today. But just a little bit about like my background. So when I was an undergrad, I was very involved um, with my own brand, um, the HBCU Experience. And I ended up turning that into a LLC through She CEO. So that is literally how I got connected to SAGSAW was through the She CEO program. Um, and so I did that like fall 2020 because my mom told me about it and shout out to Sydney's mom. Your mom is amazing. Our moms are very similar. And they're like, you got to take advantage of this opportunity. Right. right. <laughs> so my mom was like, you got to do this. You got to look into this. This is perfect for you. And so I was like, okay, like, let me look into this and see what this is about. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and move forward with this, even though I don't fully understand like what it is, what it entails, um, because it does seem like a good opportunity. And um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that I did because I was able to get an amazing mentor from it. Um, and then I was able to connect with Sagsaw down the line once um, it was time for us to do the pitch and everything. Um, I was able to begin to speak with all of the women connected to Sagsaw. And they were like, we want you as a intern for us um, in communications and social media. And so that's when I started working with them. Um, was that spring 2021? Yes. So time flies. Wow. So that was spring 2021. I started working with them as an intern and they gave me um, access to some amazing partnerships. I had a partnership with um, Weight Watchers, the Female Quotient. Um, and a couple of other brands. And so that was really awesome to be able to like grow my network and just gain awesome experiences and meet amazing black women who were so successful and like doing just so many great things. Um, while also like learning what it means to like have my own business in LLC um, and continuing to grow my brand um, through Saxaw. And so that's something that I did and then once I graduated, I started interning with other companies. And so my time with Sagsaw came to an abrupt end, um, like May of 2021, because I started interning with Ally Financial. Because at the same time that I did Sagsaw, I was also doing Mobiles in the Making with, right. um, yeah, with uh, Sean Anderson Foundation and wow. Ally. So that was like crazy to balance to both of those things. But I'm so glad that I did because... Now we're able to connect, you know, all these years yeah. later was 2020, 
March 2023, no, February, I think it was, that we connected. Yeah. And so I remember seeing you and I was like, oh, she's one of the ambassadors for Girls Who Brunch. And I was like, I need to get connected to her. And I loved your dress. And I was like, I love your dress. Like, can you tell me more about this? And then we ended up talking and I talked with your mom and I found out that you were connected to Saxon. And I was like, oh yeah, we're going to have Black Women's Roundtable this week. You should come. Miss Glenda Gill's gonna be here. And I was like, what? Because we hadn't talked um, since, yeah, that that last summer, 2021. Um, yeah. And so I was so excited to be able to get reconnected to them and to just get connected to you and everything that you're doing. Because, like I said before, you are amazing. Oh, y'all, y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yes, I am so 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 proud of you. You got associated with Save a Girl, Save a World around kind of the same time I did. I'm also an alumni of their She CEO program, which is incredible, by the way. If anyone mm-hmm. on here is thinking about, even thinking about starting a business, get involved. I will never stop shutting up about it. Allison yeah. pushed me into the right rooms and the right doors. Like Save a World, Save a World is out there and providing resources. So if you are complaining, you have no excuse. <laughs> mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely, definitely get involved. And- and when she's CEO alumni, so kudos to us. We're all alumni. She's CEO. I definitely agree. Like, ah, we, we love Sackcloth for that. And so I think I became an intern in November of 2021. Oh, November 2021. Oh, my gosh. So we're a little bit over a year. Um, So that was like the, my junior year of high school. And so, wow, almost two years. Yeah. I'm so excited. And I would ever take any of it back. Yes, I just wrapped up. So I was in this past of uh, spring 2023. Uh, I was just in this cohort. So I love that for us. And oh, to yeah. see how on and adapted now, because now Miss um, Casey Woolborn is, you know, hosting it. But to see how it is like a grown and adapted is amazing to see because they now have like a curriculum, you know, they build it out based on what everyone is doing and what everyone is interested in. So this is great. Great to see. Definitely join if you're interested. For sure. And also, I also interviewed Casey Wilborn, y'all, and she put me two tears. So um, definitely go look at <laughs> that, too. Um, but let's get straight on into it. So it is Mental Health Awareness Month, y'all. So like I was saying earlier, huge, huge mental health advocate. And I can I just want to open up the door to you guys to discuss, like, you know, what does, well, I'll just ask, what does Mental Health Awareness Month mean to you? But okay. you can start. <laughs> So what mental health awareness means to me is to just break the stigma that surrounds mental health and to let people know that it exists. Because I know, especially for the Black community, we tend to just brush it off and be like, oh, it doesn't matter or try to numb how we feel and try to act like it's not important. But mental health is extremely important because mental health and physical health go hand in hand. And that's something that I just you know, spoke about on my personal page, because personally, when my mental health was like, just decaying and decreasing, my physical health followed as well. And I ended up developing severe, like, stomach problems and severe heart problems, because I wasn't taking my mental health seriously. And I wasn't getting the treatment and the proper resources and tools that I needed. So for me, it's deeper than just awareness. Um, I actually talk about on my page how it's important to take action. So it's deeper than just knowing 
that you have, you know, mental health struggles or problems, or you know that they're struggling mentally, you have to take action and know how to move forward from, you know, moving from awareness to action. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think one of the major things about mental health that I wish was used a little bit more is just realizing that everyone's story and situation is different. And, you know, mental health doesn't have a face. You can't look at someone like walking across the street. You can't look at someone in the mall and be like, oh no, yeah, they're su- they're suffering with severe depression. You can't see that. And so mm-hmm. it's one of those like things where it's just kind of like, you know, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to, you know, that's why we always say, you know, like treat everyone with grace and you never know what someone else is going through. And, you know, like, the, like life this year was like, punch me back and forth. Like I was down for the count, blow after blow. And, you know, um, it also just allowed me to spark a deeper relationship with God, which has also allowed me to um, inc- like better my mental health, you know, just like giving it all to him. There was a lot going on in March this year. And like, I was just completely exploding. Like I was like, you know, senior year was really getting me down. I was like, I'm so tired. Like I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And it, cause it would just be so much. And so I remember I was talking to one of my counselors at school and she was like, well, do you ever just like give all your pain and worries to God? And I'm like, well, sometimes. And she's like, you should do it more often. I'm like, huh. Okay. So like, I just remember, um, like looking in my mirror in my bathroom and just like, just like hollering. I was like, oh my gosh, like, uh, like just praying to God and, and just, you know, asking him to fill me up with joy and he would do that through other people. And so I don't know, like, like the way that everything has lined up with like, you know, I've been trying to go to church a little bit more, even if it's virtually and all those lessons recently have just been deeply pertaining to my life. Um, And I'll keep this brief, but uh, this one pastor was on there and he was talking about how his son has sickle cell and he also has three other kids. And so his son got sick, like he had like a cold or like a fever or something like that. All of his other kids got sick. They all had to, you know, go to the doctor's. Um, and then like, obviously when they're doing like the checkup, the son with sickle cell, uh, he had like a blockage in his ear. And so he had to go like see a specialist to go get it taken out. And it ended up being like a piece of Play-Doh. And it was like, it it was in there any longer than he could have lost like his hearing and that side of his ear. And so he was saying, you know, like God doesn't take us through these trials and tribulations for no reason. If his sons never got sick, if he never had to take him to the doctor, if he did he never got his ear looked at, he could be deaf in one ear. And so it's like, you know, trusting God in the process. Cause that, like, just think about that. He has four kids all sick at the same time. Having four mm-hmm. kids alone is a lot. All of them being sick is just that times 12. So, you know, it's just, it opened my eyes to being like, I really need to shut up and let God, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But that I feel like for me, that's really increased and bettered my uh, mental health and in a way opened up my awareness of it as well. Um, I'm sorry y'all for, for yapping. Um, but so Lydia, uh, what does Mental Health Awareness Month mean to you? Well, I just want to say I love how you both incorporated um, like the need for therapy and counsel in community with also needing like to recognize sometimes you may need to have like a spiritual, um, excuse me, connection that's able to ground you because Mm -hmm. that's something that has assisted me 
and really, really helped me through trying to graduate from college as a first generation student, college student in a pandemic. Um, and that is something that I would recommend for everyone to do to find some form of um, spiritual practice, some grounding emotional practice, um, whatever that may look like for you um, to be able to really acknowledge and have community that acknowledges that this is something that needs to be addressed. Because as Latasia mentioned, we as a people, um, we don't really talk about this. This isn't something that we discuss in our communities. And so it's something that we absolutely need to bring to the forefront. I'm glad that you're doing this. and I'm glad that you're having this conversation. Um, one thing that has helped me is learning to sit in my feelings. And I know that may sound a little like weird. Speak on it. Speak on it. But I'm very much a doer and not a feeler. Like I will do and do and do and do until my body is exhausted and I can't do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and so one thing I have learned is I have matured and grown is the importance of sitting in the feelings, like feeling it, whether that be crying, you know, whether that be me journaling, like whether that me be venting to a friend and like hashing it out and really like talking it through and processing it, talking to God, processing it with him, but allowing myself the time to say, okay, we're going to set aside some time. We're going to journal. We're going to meditate and have a therapist. So I set aside time every week to talk with somebody and have a conversation about, hey, this is where I'm at mentally, emotionally, spiritually. This is how I need to be covered, right? And so it's important to have those conversations and be able to confide, you know, in someone in regards to just how you are doing internally. Um, one of the questions my mother loves to ask me is, how is your heart? Right. Mm. And I don't think that enough people get asked that question, <laughs> because if we did and we asked that question more, um, I think there would be a lot less issues um, that we need to address within humanity itself. Um, and so that has been helpful for me is like learning to tap into my heart space, learning be to be able to sit in my feelings and process them and then being able to release them and hand them over to God, who um, in my life is sovereign over everything. And so that is something that I have been successful in doing and then having community where I'm able to be vulnerable and transparent and call up a friend and be like, I am having a literal mental breakdown right now. And I just need somebody to talk to because I am literally breaking down. Um, yeah. And it's good to be able to have community you can be vulnerable with because vulnerability is scary. But when you find it, it can be so healing. Mm -hmm. I, again, I couldn't agree more. I think, you know, for me, sitting in my feelings is probably one of the most uncomfortable things I've done in terms of maturing and like growing as a person. Um, I, I kind of say it as like, I'm allowing my, during that time in March when everything was going on, uh, my mom would be like, all right, like, how you doing today, Sydney? And I'm like, I'm allowing my emotions to be fluid. Like one moment I'm like super upset. Next moment I'm irritated and I'm mad. And like next one I'm back upset again. And then my friend said something funny and now I'm laughing. Like I'm mm -hmm. allowing myself to do that. I think what I would used to do is like, I would always, well, not even used to do. I still do it every now and then, but we're always working on it. Um, I love, I love to sit in the sadness. I'd love to do it. You know, if it's like, 
if I'm depressed, I need the entire world to know that I'm depressed and that I'm upset, or at least that I look that way, you know, and studies show I've seen it happen in myself. If you fake a smile, you will ultimately start to feel better. You know, it's just like, everything's okay. You know, like (laughs) in that scientific way. And like, but sometimes I just don't allow myself that peace and be like, no, I'm mad. Let me be mad for like 20 minutes and then we can talk, you know? And sometimes that's just not necessary. So many conversations, so many events in my life could have played out differently if I just thought, stopped to my, stopped like in my mind, forcing myself to feel some kind of way and just like allowing things to happen, you know? And of course, like when it's appropriate, I have to dwell into, you know, like my sadness and my anger and like why I'm feeling that kind of way. Um, but for me, like definitely just like allowing my emotions to be fluid has been one of the most difficult parts. Um, Latasia, I can go back to you. Um, what are what do you think is the most difficult part for you um, with trying to create a healthy uh, mindset for yourself? Mm, I would say. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. So as far as mindset, I would say the most challenging thing for me is to, like, once you make the decision to actually start taking action, like how you guys were talking about, like, sitting in your feelings. Sometimes I don't know what's my time limit to sit in my feelings. Like, how long is too long? And when should I start? taking those steps, doing those routines that make me feel back to myself again. When should I start grounding myself again? So it's just, for me, it's knowing myself enough to know, okay, it's time to get up now. Like you laid in the bed for however many hours. Now it's time to get up, get moving, work out, stretch, light a candle, do something, but don't just sit there. So for me, it's just, knowing when to take action and when to really sit in it. So I'm still finding that balance. Cause for me, I've, I've been the same way. I'm a doer. So I'll literally do, do, do until it's like, now I'm exhausted. Now I can't move because my body is about to give up on me. Like, so yeah, just trying to find that balance between like doing and feeling. Right. I, I've experienced like the exact same thing, you know, um, I, I think like, again, during that time in March, I'm telling you guys, I can write a book about what happened in March. Um, (laughs) But I was just laying in my bed. My mom's like, Sydney, you got to get up at some point. And it it had been like the same day. Um, And I think like, I just needed to give myself time for like two and a half days at least. Because like, for what was going on, like, I was just like, I can't be Sydney right now. I can't be, I can't be a sister right now. I can't be a daughter right now. I just need this time to like digest and figure out my emotions and how to proceed with stuff. And I feel like allowing myself that space makes it a lot better for me on how I navigate my next steps and um, you know, and how like I approach and interact with other people. And, you know, my mom, she worries a lot because she was like, she's like, well, Sydney, you have to get up because like there's people that get into like these mental funks and like they never get out of it and have to end up in like these certain areas where they need serious help. And, you know, I've, of course I appreciate her concern, you know, like a lot of parents who just like, you know, let their kids be, but my mom, she, she's always been the one to like push me out. And so this was my moment to tell her and be like, mom, I understand where you're coming from right now, but 
I'm Sydney. There's mm. like, I will be just fine. Like I just need a day or two, but like, I will never get my, allow myself to be in a place for so long where I can't reach my goals or at, at least the most important ones at the time, um, or the ones to prioritize, um, or like something that will like allow me to fall off my trajectory. People cannot have that kind of power over me. Certain situations I cannot allow to have that kind of power over me. And so I just had to, you know, like teach her real quick. I'm like, mom, you've known me for my entire life. You know who I am, you know how I act. I always, always, always bounce back. And so this is something like I always like to say, like, um, I'm gonna have a mental breakdown, uh, but my work is always gonna get done. That's the right. way. <laughs> Right. Just let me have my three hour mental breakdown and I'll be exactly right. So before we wrap up, Lydia, I want to ask you, of course, uh, what do you think is the most difficult part for you uh, with your mental health and trying to navigate it? I think it comes to the place of like grounding myself. I'm very cerebral. And so like I can get caught up in overthinking and just in my head. Um, and like being able to ground myself and doing grounding practices has helped immensely. Like that's why I was telling you guys earlier, I'm actually working to become a yoga instructor because I want to be able to teach other people what helped me with my mental health and the pandemic was grounding myself. What do I see? What do I feel? What do I hear? What do I taste? What do I smell? All those things, those grounding practices to get me out of my head, back into my heart space and like into you know my body to be able to actually feel because I can think about what I'm feeling but to actually feel it was an entire process because I think a lot of the pandemic kind of separated us from like our minds and our bodies if that makes sense so that helped me to connect the two um and so I think that's the most difficult part for me is like reconnecting my mind to my body and to my core um, and then being able to, like you kind of said, Latasia, um, recognize, okay, like you have 24 hours for self-pity and whatever you're feeling. And then like, this is the time frame you have, because sometimes I can have a tendency to sit in things and dwell on things. And there are other things that need to be done. And so one thing I'm learning to do is how to get myself out of funks and how to pivot my emotions in a way more effective manner. Absolutely. And like, I'm, of course, I'm proud of both of you, of course, for, you know, like getting ourselves out of these funks and, you know, um, and just leaning on people that support us most. My friends, this is also a very true statement, you know, like when you are at your lowest, like that's when you see who really shows up in your life. And, you know, I have, I, I picked the best friends possible. I'm so sorry to you guys, but my friends are great. <laughs> but you know, like I just, I'm so happy to have that circle um, of people who like just really care for me. And you know, like just being on a call with them and being able to rant and just be like, I'm feeling this way. And it's like, it's okay, Sydney, we love you and we're here. And I'm like, that's all I needed to hear, you know? Um, but I definitely agree, Lydia, you know, like that grounding piece, you know, someone or even ma- having yourself be that person to kind of be like, hey, like, this is what's going on. Breathe, take a few breaths, because, you know, like for me, uh, with having like anxiety and like having a few like attacks, like, re- like those deep like belly breaths do something. Mm-hmm. They really do. 
Um, but I want to thank you all both so much. I know we've been just yapping and yapping. I could talk about mental health awareness all day long. Um, but thank you both so much for joining me thus far. And thank you to my listeners. And we will wrap right back after this break. Hey, this is Sydney Trelawane, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. back everyone again i'm here with lydia and latasia and we're talking about mental health awareness and what it means to us as you guys could probably tell we could talk about that for hours uh but we had to cut it off at some point um but here we are we are back at it again um so i want to discuss uh an event that's happening on sunday or at least the meaning of this coming sunday on uh may 21st when this episode comes out it'll be like yesterday um but Coming up, we have No Menthol Sunday. Um, so, Latasha, can you discuss with my listeners uh, what that is and what that means? Yes, most definitely. So, the Center of Black Health Equity, they started this event just so that, you know, different faith organizations like churches and different things like that can start, you know, discussing the effects of menthol within the church just to bring awareness. And it's also a day where they invite, you know, these different churches to host a secession day. And so they generally want churches to host, you know, some type of event to bring awareness to the no menthol movement. And so you can, you know, host like maybe like a barbecue, a cookout or something just to celebrate and just commemorate the no menthol movement in order to just bring awareness to it and to get, you know, other people involved in the movement. Oh my gosh, word. So I'm so excited for that. And, you know, just talking about, um, the importance of No Menthol Sunday and, um, you know, everything that the work, it kind of re- reminds me of the work that uh, Speak Up does. Um, Tasha, you said it was an event? Yes. So typically it's supposed to be, it started off for faith-based organizations, but of course, as the years have gone on, they've been doing this annually and it's expanded to different organizations that, you know, focus on menthol and tobacco. So, it's really for all organizations now, but it started off for faith-based organizations. So it started off as just, you know, community event within the church, but now a lot of people are involved in it. It's a social media hashtag. So a lot of organizations will be posting about it on Sunday 
and having and hosting different events about it. Yep. Like Letitia was saying, please pay attention to what's going on this coming Sunday. But of course, it would be yesterday when this comes when this episode comes out. But of course, we are always going to support No Menthol Sunday. So moving on, let's talk about the HBCU First Look Film Festival. I ended up having something that came up and that kept me from actually coming. And I wanted to be with you guys, but uh, it was it was at Howard University this year, about uh, a month and a half ago. So uh, Lydia, you were also there because you live in the DC area. So I'll start with you. Uh, how, was the, how was the event? How was the First Look Film Festival? I absolutely loved it. I'm so glad that I was able to make it. I was able to talk to executive producers of networks um, such as BET, um, HBCU Go um, and Bounce TV. So it was really, really awesome. There were a lot of uh, students who were studying film, studying communications, writing. Um, and so we were all able to kind of just, all these artists were able to collaborate and just discuss things that we want to create with one another. Um, and also talk about things that we're interested in working on and creating with the executives that were there. Um, and that were president, they were there to just share their information, their stories with us, and to answer any questions that we had. And so I'm so glad that I was able to participate. It was absolutely incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, I love honestly, you know, like talking to filmmakers. I've had a few on the podcast, and you know, especially Black creators, like they're so intuitive and they always know what to capture in their films and obviously like in picture. And, um, I find it so inspiring that, you know, colleges like Howard University, which I'm now going to, yes, ma'am, um, that just highlight these artists who are creating the scene and that they're creating an environment for Black people to showcase their artwork. Um, Latasha, I want to talk to you about uh, the chat and chew. You said that this was also at the HBC First Look Film Festival, right? Yes, so how it was set up is that Speak Up actually had a segment and a category within the HBCU Film Festival. So our category was health and wellness, and that's how we got involved with this um, event. And so, um, you know, of course, the HBCU Film Festival did a tour around the HBCUs to bring awareness of the event. And then SACSA actually followed up that same day, and we hosted a chat and chew tour so you would attend the hbcu film festival and then afterwards you would be invited and get a chance to learn more about what saxaw does and so that's kind of how that went um so unfortunately hbcu film festival was not able to speak at the auc campuses um this was just a lot of um you know things that auc was experiencing at the time there was actually a student um that passed away so that was very traumatic we ended up having to take a mental health week um, so yeah, that's what happened with that one. But um, we ended up doing the chat and shoot tour. I got a chance to see Lydia again because I hadn't seen her since the Black Women's Roundtable. So it was really nice to catch up in person. And just to, of course, speak about my experience with SAGSAW and bring out different um, HBC women to come and learn about it as well. So it was a really good experience, really good tour. Um, Atlanta was actually the last location for the tour yep yes oh my gosh you know like I love a good chat and chew you know just talking about like the testimonials especially like just as much as we can talk about mental health awareness we can talk just as much about save the world save the world literally <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to enjoy that time. And I apologize and I'm sorry for the, you know, the experiences that those associated with the, with Clark Atlanta University with the student passing away. Um, yeah. Glad they were able to take precautions and be able to put the students first in their health and needs and everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, so of course, back to you, Latasia. I want to talk to you about the beauty dreams come true. So if you guys remember, I think about Two months ago or a month ago, I was able to have a conversation with Kim, with Miss Kim Roxy, who is the uh, creator of Lumique Cosmetics, and Dr. Reagan Flowers to talk about C-STEM uh, and what they do to bring together STEM and beauty. So you went to the Beauty Dreams Come True, which was in Houston. Oh. They took uh, a couple of you guys to come see how like the all the Lumique Cosmetics uh, makeup is made, you know, the science behind it. So I want to talk about your experience with that. Oh, yes. It was literally a dream come true, honestly, because it was honestly like pulling back the curtain and really getting that firsthand experience of what it's like to be an entrepreneur and all the work and the detail that goes into it. And just to see how these and really hear and see how these women persevered through all these different challenges that they were experiencing. It was amazing and enlightening experience. So we the first day, we went out to the lab and we literally created our own beauty products. We created some lotion. We put like little sparkles and glitter in it. We put our scent in it. It was amazing living from the ground up step by step. And then we also created some lip gloss. Um, we also even got a chance to get on the assembly line and package up different, you know, makeup items oh. and different things like that. And we also got some exclusive products, but I can't get into detail about that because it's very confidential, okay? But um, then the second day, we went to the warehouse where the items, the makeup is stored and shipped out. And we got a chance to learn more about how shipping works and um, third-person logistics and having someone be in charge of shipping out your products rather than you doing all that work on your own. So the importance of partnership and having a team, that was really stressed throughout the entire experience. And then the um, same day, we also went to um, a clothing warehouse where we literally created our own handbags generated through AI mid journey. So that was like the most coolest experience because I typed in some words of what I wanted. I think I typed like girl sitting on a cloud and galaxy and it literally generated the image within seconds. And I was able to print out and put it on a handbag. And I sat there and watched the lady sew my handbag together. It was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. I learned so much, connected with some amazing women. And it was just empowering because if they could do it, I can do it too. Amen. Oh my gosh. Latasia, I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Like, yes. And girl, you got to let me know on the low about these <laughs> like you gotta let me know um but right. I, i'm just joking I'm, I'm gonna let you keep that girl i'm gonna let you keep it but i'll be ready i'll be ready when you're ready to announce it um but that's amazing i'm so so glad that you were able to have such a positive experience with it there's nothing that makes me happier than women in stem and women that get to have these exclusive opportunities and you know like learn more about you know what go, what go what's going on in their skin you know how it's being made and you know i think the one time i made a handbag i was like nine and um I was visiting my sister in Chicago and like her friend just like happened to sew and I made like the, it was like a little like, I guess like clutch, I guess. But like I made the wrist part like 
that was supposed to go around my wrist, like too small. So I never really got to use it. Um, but uh, you were able to make your own through AI. So step me up by a thousand. <laughs> um, but that's incredible. Again, I'm so, so, so happy that you were able to have that positive experience and um, learn more about, you know, Black women in STEM. So yes. <laughs> Okay, so as we're wrapping up here, uh, I want to give a huge, huge shout out uh, to our graduates this year. These are some special. Yes, so this is everyone that's associated with Save a Girl, Save a World. So I'm gonna start with myself on the list. So uh, my name is Sydney, and I'm graduating from St. Mary's Reckon High School, and I'm going to Howard University. Go bye. (laughs) Okay, and moving on down on the list, we have Shakori Hines, who is graduating from North Carolina A&T with a BS in business management. We have Jania Ector from also from NCAT uh, with also in business management. Okay, period. Uh, We have Janela Johnson from Bennett College with a degree in interdisciplinary studies. We have Maya Cross, who is also graduating from NCAT with a Bachelor's of Science in Psychology and a Bachelor's of Art in Criminal Justice. So she's she's a psychologist like you, uh, Latasia, period. Yes, I love that. And then last but not least, we have Coriana Chavis, who is graduating from Bennett College. Congratulations, (laughs) y'all. So before I let you guys go, uh, can you let my listeners know how they can reach and follow you? Yes. So you all can follow me on Instagram. I post a lot about mental health, spiritual health, physical health, all things wellness. Um, You can follow me at Latasia Lasus. That's L-A-T-A-J-A-H-L-A-S-S-U-S. Yes. So you can actually follow me on LinkedIn, Lydia Macondo. Clubhouse, I believe it's also Lydia Macondo. Um, I like to go on there and have different conversations about things that I'm working on and just kind of hear different people's perspectives. Um, also, my Instagram is private, but you can add me on Facebook, um, Lydia Macondo One. And then you can also reach out to me through my travel blog, The Lovely Adventures of Lydia. You can just Google that and then you can reach out to me there also because I have conversations on my blog. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love. And for those of you guys uh, curious, it is spelled M-A-K-O-N-D-O. M-A-K-O-N-D-O. Yes. Nakonda. Yes. So thank you both again so much for joining me today. As this is an installment of Save or Go, Save a World, if you are interested in getting involved, if you want to be an intern, an ambassador, uh, a student with She CEO, if you want to get involved with Speak Up, uh, go to www.saveagirlsaveaworld.org. That is www.saveagirlsaveaworld.org. Thank you all so, so, so much for listening. Thank you so much to Latasia and Lydia for joining me. You guys are such blessings in my lives. And I'm so happy to know both of you. Uh, and thank you to my listeners for listening. And this is perfect timing. <laughs>